is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the Whiskey Sessions Podcast. This is episode 62. Be pimp. How's it going with you? We're in the summer of the Whiskey Sessions. That's right. They said, everybody always asks, what's this summer going to be called? What's it going to be named after? There's always a summer of something. We're putting our bid in for the summer of Whiskey Sessions. It's the summer of George. Yes, exactly. Do you think there's ever going to be a time where Seinfeld references aren't made anymore? I'm like nervous about that. It's not going to be for me because no matter what happens, I'll always have Festivus, so... That's true. There's Festivus for the rest of us. Feats of strength. The final episode of Seinfeld was 20 years ago. 20? Over, I think. 21 or 22. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Well, I'm going to go walk off a bridge now, so thanks. Yeah, it's... uh, (laughs) I, like, couldn't believe that. I I remember, I think I was in 7th grade when the final episode aired, and it might have been... So it might have been 1998? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the year 2019. I believe it is, although time's a flat circle. Yeah, that is true. Um, But speaking of 1998, speaking of 2019, we're actually going to be talking about an era today that is in between. We are covering, as you know, B-Pimp, we talked about the best one-hit wonders of the 1980s. We've talked about the best one-hit wonders of the 1990s. This episode, we are talking about... The best one-hit wonders of the aughts. What do you even call that decade? The Y2K generation. Yes. We call that decade the Y2K generation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're right. <laughs> That's what I've always called it. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get to that list, though, B-Pimp, you've got a whiskey to try. What do you got on deck for this up? Oh, boy. Um, so... Because we're doing the summer of whiskey sessions, I went to try to find a themed whiskey pack, and I succeeded, and I found a Crown Royal three-pack. So it's got it's got a big bottle of the traditional Crown Royal in the purple bag, uh-huh. and then it's got two adorable little tiny bottles, and one of them is Crown Royal Vanilla, and the other one is Crown Royal Apple. Wow. So, that's a little spoiler, but I decided to go in the order of which I dis- I anticipate liking them the least to the most. So I'm starting with vanilla. I uh, I think that's that's a fair like assessment to make. Um, so I got a I got a little baby bottle of vanilla here that I'm going to try. I could barely read anything on it. Let's see if I can read. Oh, it's 35 percent alcohol by volume, which is 70 proof. Oh, that's low. Yeah. It might be because of how tiny this bottle is. I mean, it's adorable and scary how small it is. Because it's, like, perfectly scaled. Wait, how many milliliters is it? Uh, does it even say? It's got to say, right? You would think. But if it doesn't, forget I asked. Wait, it does. 50 milliliters. Wow, that's really tiny. Yeah, it's a little baby bottle. So, let's see. I've never had this at all. You're drinking it on the rocks? Yeah, I'm going to do on the rocks. I poured the entire bottle on the rocks, and it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Does it cover the full bottom of the glass? It covers the bottom. It's like like a finger's worth of whiskey. So it's perfect for this. Um, So thank you, Crown Royal, for making a three-pack. And I don't know about you, but I'm I'm always skeptical of vanilla-flavored things. I'm I'm extremely skeptical of vanilla-flavored things. Okay, so... 
this is going to really test my easy grading hand with whiskeys to see if this gets on the smooth train. It smells like vanilla. That's at least it's honest. All right. Um, it tastes like. Do you know those little A and W root beer candies? I do. I mean, although, if you ask me to remember what they taste like, I think I would have a tough time with them. What if I ask you this? Okay. What if one of those A and W root beer barrel candies uh-huh. had sex with a Tootsie Roll vanilla, Ooh. and the offspring melted into a whiskey? What would you think of that? I would think. I might be down for that. I, I might not be. Well, I'm going to tell you I'm not. I'm going to kick this out. <laughs> and I'm not even going to finish it. <laughs> Whoa. That is a severe boot. Get the hell out of here with this. I feel like that that child of that relationship that you mentioned, you're booting it and disowning it. I'm booting it into the, the streets of Hollywood and hoping that it survives better than Corey Feldman. Yeah, um, or Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks movies. Right, exactly. Who's one of my heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who I was just talking to bring brought up the fact that they that guy is not doing well, although I haven't confirmed it for myself. Oh, wait, I did see that. His name is Sean Weiss. I know that off the top of my head because I'm a Mighty Ducks nerd. Nice. He was in some commercials, but I don't know what's happened recently. I hope he's doing all right. I like that guy. I've heard not great things. Well, he well then this whiskey and him will get along because this whiskey's trash. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we we talked about it last episode. You have a pretty high smooth train percentage. This one, it's it's lowering it. You're giving it the boot. It's just uh, you. I, I, I mean, very rarely do I take one sip of something and know that I don't like it. But that is offensive. Like, I don't want it anywhere near me. It shouldn't be a whiskey. I just thanked Crown Royal for making a three-pack, and now I'm yelling at them. But yeah. I firmly understand why, because that is garbage. So maybe the apple will be better, but I doubt it. I kind of doubt it, too. I mean, to be honest, if you have to flavor your whiskey with either vanilla or apples, like, maybe you just don't like whiskey. I mean, they weren't making this... I did this because of convenience, so it's my fault. But they're trying to get somebody to taste one of those and go, ooh, I want to buy that and make some kind of cocktail with it. I guess. That's the only reason for it. And I just have no time for, you know, I'm not trying to make hot toddies. I want to drink some whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. And for that, it sounds like this is not only just a boot, but a very firm boot. I would go one further than a boot and say, if you see this at the store, break it. Whoa! Destroying merchandise before you buy it. I like it. Yeah, just break it and leave. Yeah, and this is... To remind our listeners at home, this is B-Pimp recommending that and not the (laughs) official position of the Whiskey Sessions podcast. I have long ago been stripped of the title of official Whiskey Sessions reviewer, so this is just my own renegade opinion. I like it. All right, Uh, we got to get to our top five. As I mentioned, we are talking about the top five one-hit wonders of the aughts. Before we get into it, be pimp. I found this list difficult to put together. What about you? I did too. Um, I had a little bit of a hard time. Like some of the, I I identify certain songs with the '80s and '90s um, immediately off the top of my head. Where like I have three fifths of my list put together before I even 
think about it. Mm-hmm. And with the 2000s, it's such a nebulous decade that I had to really think about it. And I'm, I don't even think I had one in mind. So I really was looking for research online for this. And I found that some of the lists were just a lot of songs I had never heard of. And some that are so bad that I would never include it on a list, even identifying one at wonders. So it was tough. It, it was really tough. And I agree. There were tons when I looked through different lists of a lot of songs I had never heard of. I didn't click like the YouTube clips usually to see what they were because I, I didn't even want to know them, but there's a range of different songs in this decade, and a lot of them were pretty bad. I ended up with a list I can stand by, but it was after much research. Yes, it was painstaking to put this together, but let's uh, let's go through the list. These are our top five one-hit wonders of the aughts. More than four, less than six, it's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what is your number five? My number five is a little bit of a cheating move. I'm going to include I Wish by Carl Thomas. And I wish I never met her. Oh, even though I love her. It's, it's from 2000. It is a song that I don't like as much as another of his songs that's called Summer Rain, which is a legitimate jam. So I'm only including it to endorse that other song, which I don't think qualifies as a hit, even though this one was. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think that's cheating. I think you should absolutely do that. I, I'm not sure I actually know this song. I think you might if you listen to it. It's like it was it was kind of ubiquitous for a little bit in the like very early in the decade, obviously. Yeah. Um he was he had a short lived like radio airplay time frame there with a couple songs. This was the only one that was like a hit, quote unquote. Uh, but he's good. I mean, he's a good R&B singer. He's got good... Summer Rain is just a timeless classic, so you should go listen to that. Okay. That's good for me to know. All right, my number five is Sean Kingston, Beautiful Girl. Your way to beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work. You have me suicidal. Su- Don't know it. This is the one... Well, you'll hear it when we put in the clip, but I mean, the it's the one that goes da 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 da, and then he says, "You got me suicidal, suicidal, ba 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 da ba ba," like that. Still have no clue what you're talking. Yeah. All right, never mind then. It's. I said this, and Maggie was like, "Ugh, that song sucks," but. It's not great. Wait, did you say what year? Oh, sorry. This is from 2007. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good song. And it also ends on a really abrupt note, which not a lot of songs do. They'll either fade out or kind of end with the natural kind of like... This one ends on a weird re- repeat and then just stops. Yeah, that's I like. I do like when uh, songs go for it a little bit and do something out of the norm. So I give yeah. you credit for that. I'll I'll check it out. All right, what's your number four? My number four is "Smooth Criminal" by Alien Ant Farm. Whoa! 
Interesting pick. I like it. From 2001. I legitimately like this version of that song. I think that I watched the video today in preparation for this, and it, it does not age well. Uh, there's lots of just overt Michael Jackson references, and the guys are like mugging for the camera painfully and stuff, but the song's pretty solid. So, there you go. I'll say this, and I'm going to throw somebody under the bus, hopefully correctly, but Ryan, former drummer that I played with for Hero Monster Zero, unbelievable drummer, now plays for She Rise Tigers. I'm pretty sure... You're not going to tell me that he said it's better than the original, are you? No, even worse. He didn't know it was a cover. Oh, well, he's a young man. He is, he is, he is. I give give him a pass. Uh, At least he didn't, like, know both and say, oh, this is so much better than the original. No, that's a good point. That actually would have been worse if he said that. Um but yeah, that was that was kind of funny. That was a that was me having a moment of like, whoa, am I getting old? That's really funny. I gotta. Yeah. He's actually. I'm gonna see him tomorrow, and I'm gonna bring this up. Do it, please. All right, my number four is Jaquan Tipsy. What I like about this song is it's got the the start of every verse is like. One to the three, two to the three to the four, and then I think he does it backwards at some point. But it's just real simple club banger. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. I do know that song. It's, I think it's a jam. All I can really say about it is I remember it. Yes, that's pretty good. All right, what do you got for your number three? My number three is Paper Planes by MIA. Excellent pick. 2007. I'm, that was one of the ones where I had to think, like, am I still around? So I, but I don't think she's ever had another song that quite made the impact that that one did. No. Am, I, is that fair? That's totally fair. And I have somebody on my list who even is more questionable than that at coming up. So I think I, I can't fall. I don't think MIA has another single. It's Paper Planes. Uh, okay. And, I, I mean, everybody knows that it's, like, got the cash register sound and the hook and all that stuff, so... That was definitely a jam, 2007 in my college years, our college years. Oh, yeah. So, and it you was know, like, I still like it. It was such a jam that, like, it's like one of those songs. I, I I forget the name of the woman or band who recorded the mm, What You Say. But, like, it was then, like, that song, like, the Paper Flames was, like, sampled for another rap song uh, by T.I., I think, and a few other folks. So, like, that's how you know it was it was a jam. Are you thinking of Imogen Heap? Yes. Like, that that line that, mm, what you say, like, was turned into, like, I think an R&B song by, like, Mario or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, it was ubiquitous because of the OC. It was used in, like, the climactic oh. scene of the OC, I believe. I didn't realize that. I've never seen that show, although I've heard it's actually pretty good. I think there was, like, an SNL skit where they mocked it, which is how I found out about that. Uh, We're getting really deep into the pale here. Really deep. But anyway, I totally think to say MIA is a one-hit wonder. I mean, it it doesn't mean they're shitty artists, but... No, no, I agree. I don't think of one-hit wonders as... I don't think of it as a negative thing. I think you had a... I think of it as a positive. You had a song, at least, that made it into popular culture so pervasively that they're known now as a one-hit wonder. So, I mean, that's... And they could still have great music that just isn't... doesn't get radio play or whatever else 
goes into it. That's it's fine. Yeah. All right, my number three, and you might not like this because you actually introduced me to this artist. And I'm not saying this is true for where she is from, but for the United States audience, I think she's a one-hit wonder. My number three is LaRue with Bulletproof. Oh, yeah, you're right. From 2009. Guess what? That one hit is a fucking hit. It is a hit. And she's got tons of other great songs that I love. Um, I really like I'm Not Your Toy. Uh, what is, what's the first song I heard of hers? It actually wasn't Bulletproof, it was something else. She's had a lot. Like, basically any album she's put out, I've enjoyed. Yeah. No, she's great. But, a really good song. And actually, I was, like, sort of surprised that that cracked through to, like, the US radio. Um, but I was super glad that it did. The beat is so infectious that I think... All it takes is, like, some prominent DJ to, like, like it and then play it and then it catches fire, so... Yeah, exactly. All right, what's your number three? Or no, number two. Number two for me is One Thing by Amory. Oh, I... She's, like, really beautiful, right? She's unbelievably gorgeous. I think I and, do remember that. <laughs> and a great singer. And she also has another song that I like more. Um, hold on, I gotta find it. Because I can't think of the title right now. But I can't remember um, how that song goes. It's the life of me, though. It's like, I can't sing at all. So you just have to, you'll hear it in the in the episode. She has another song called Why Don't We Fall In Love. That is just like, just like the Carl Thomas one. It's a legitimate jam. Still listen to it. Still great. She's got a great voice. I don't know why she's not... She's still touring. I don't know why she's not more popular, but she's great. She's and got, like, a coolness up. factor that's super high, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, my number two is Gnarls Barkley, Crazy. Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Double deal? Whoa, really? It's my number one, baby. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I I kind of thought about it for a second. I was like, I mean, that was... It's not like like Danger Mouse has had other success. CeeLo's had other success. But as a group, they've had two albums, I think. Unless I'm missing a third. And Crazy was a humongous song. Not only was it humongous, but it's one of those songs that I identify a time period with. Like, I was a sophomore in college... It was everywhere. I had it on my iPod. I listened to it all the time. As soon as it comes on, I think of like a certain place and time. And there's very few songs like that. It's got to be, for me, number one. I Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And I'm glad to hear that I'm not alone in thinking that this was a super big jam. I always like to try to cover it on guitar. It's kind of hard to play because you really got to be able to like nail that crazy and just like belt it out. CeeLo has got such a good voice. It's still, it's, all of the ones I've included here, I mean, Smooth Criminal hasn't aged well because it's like a very early 2000s vibe to it, but mm-hmm. um, these are jams. Like, they are. You know, cra- you put on Crazy right now, unless, if you don't get in the mood to dance, you're not a human being. No, I 100% agree. All right, so that's your number one. My number one was 
a ringtone I had for a little bit, and back when ringtones were a thing, it's Chameleon Air, Raiden. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. I really thought about including this and I didn't. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm not even sure this song ages all that well. I actually like Chameleon Air as a rapper, but this was a huge jam. And it we've was, talked to, we've talked about him multiple times on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because I always bring up Paul Wall and then we talk about Houston <laughs> rappers. Gotta go back to Chameleon Air. Yep. Yeah, it's a great song, um, and it was just my jam for way too long. It's very catchy. Can't argue with you. Yeah. What can I say? Um, all right. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions that you'd like to mention? I've got a full five honorable mentions. So I'll go Whoa. Butterfly by Crazy Town. Ugh. Days go. I mean, it's it's trash, but I mean, yeah. in two thousand, I would lie to you if I said I didn't like it. I did. I was yeah. 12, 14. Fair 14. Enough. What did I know? <laughs> um, Days go by by Dirty Vegas. Do you remember that one? No. Good, look that one up. That's a that's a little earworm electronic song that got really popular from two thousand two. Huh. All right, I'll look that up. Tattoo, all the things she said. Ooh, that was on my honorable mentions, too. Uh, I got Because I Got High by Afro Man. Nice. And I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness. Oh, yeah. I feel like Darkness has had a bunch of songs, but really that is the only one that broke through. Like in Yeah, they're, and they're like revered highly in Britain, so if there's any British listeners, I'm not insulting you. It's just here, it's a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah, mine are Fountains of Wayne, Stacy's Mom. Uh, the Baja Men with Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to even put them in the honorable mentions. Uh, Asher Roth with I Love College, which is yeah. what Maggie was like, don't do not do that one. <laughs> uh, Mims with This Is Why I'm Hot. Ooh, for Mad No 8. Yeah. And uh, Cupid with the Cupid Shuffle. And then, of course, Tattoo with all the things she said. But, uh, yeah, this was interesting to go through. Much harder than I thought. Yeah, I just think of One Hit Wonders as, like, ubiquitous all the time, and I think, like, if I was ever to go back and look, I'm going to always be able to find it, but the 2000s are a little tough. Yeah, it's also tough, too, because some artists, like, if it's of the 80s and 90s, you definitely know at this point they're a one-hit wonder. Like, they've just dropped off completely. A lot of these people are still making music, so it's, like, it's almost hard to put them in that category yet, but I I certainly think everybody that we picked is in that category. Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. And like I said, I don't think of it as a negative. So for me, it's like, right now you are. Prove me wrong. Prove uh, me wrong. Yeah. Uh, All right. If you have some one-hit wonders from the aughts that you think we forgot about, uh, go ahead and hit us up on our Twitter. That's at Whiskey Sessions. Scored that sweet handle. Uh, Or, even better, email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. I know we have some emails to get to, so let's go ahead and get to them. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. Alright, B-Pimp, it looks like we have yet another email from Alex Perez, the CEO and founder of Tequila Aficionado. Uh, for those who didn't catch the last episode, he, he threatened us with a cease and desist letter unless we switched the name of our podcast from the Whiskey Sessions to the Tequila Sessions. So, I 
don't think we should do that. What say you, B Pimp? I, I, I'm almost at a loss for words because of how ridiculous the idea is. Yeah. Well, and he also told us that he was going to email his lawyer, Dr. Sam Horicio. Um, so it looks like we got another email from Alex Perez, uh, and it starts, Blessed morning, Dr. Sam. I hope you got my voice message. This is the podcast I was informing you about. It has been more than one business day. Can you please address the situation promptly? Whiskey Boys. I just realized I do not have your full names or addresses to send you the legal documentations. Please send them to me by sunset. I usually say close a business, but sunset's good too. Many blessings from our one true Lord Jesus Christ. Alex Perez, CEO and founder of Tequila Aficionado. So the legal action seems like a real concern. I think I think he's serious. Yeah, he's a chump. He calls us whiskey boys, which is we're whiskey offensive. men. We're, we're whiskey, whiskey men. sessions men. Yes, We've he's talking it. about by sunset, like he's some kind of cowboy, like he's gonna duel us in the plains. Come on, bro. Yeah, and he stop bringing Jesus into this. I could also defend myself with Jesus. I don't even believe in Jesus. Yeah, so I don't think. You can't go in here and say that you're threatening us with legal action and that we have to send you our address and then wrap it all up with many blessings from our one true Lord Jesus Christ. I don't think that's fair. I live in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. If you'd like to come to the area and look for me, I would gladly have a discussion with you in the streets of the Chicago suburbs. I'm Whoa. not giving you my name, you chump. <laughs> Yeah, Brian. You don't tell him your name. My name's Brian N. <laughs> Try to find Good the rest Good luck. Of In Chicago? You know how many Brian N's there are? Well, there's Brian N's coming out of our ass in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. You're going to form a giant Brian N gang and take down Alex Perez. There's a million of us. We all look the same. Yeah. No, it's... uh, We don't need these kind of emails from these punks thinking that tequila is somehow the way to go. You bring a bottle of tequila, I'll bring a bottle of whiskey, we chug them, and we do a little street dance, and we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah, you don't bring a bottle of tequila to a whiskey fight. You know what I'm saying? That's where that saying came from. That is where it came from. All right, well, if folks at home, if you have other emails that you want to send us so that we're not just bombarded with people threatening us legally, please do. Whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll read your email on a future episode. But I think that does it for this episode. Be Pimp, do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Frivolous litigation threats is also a crime. Is it? Yes, it is. All right, good to know. Until next time, this is A. Metz. And Be Pimp. See, See you out. later, Alex. See ya. See ya.